Sup, y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And if you didn't know already, I'm Christy. The word on the street is, I'm the word on the street. Wow. It's a little Giselle from um, Housewives of Potomac tagline. Um, so this episode is going to be super fun. It's a little bit longer than usual. We had uh, the pleasure of speaking with Casey Ray, who is an intuitive psychic, medium, uh, Reiki healer, uh, reader of Akashic Records, and also a doctor of physical therapy by day. So she really does it all, and we get into so much of uh, what she does and how it helps her get in tune with who she is, how you can use those tools for yourself, how we've used them. Um, and you'll also get a little bit of a sneak peek uh, reading that she did kind of on the fly for Christy and I that was really fun. So Yeah, um, we were really excited to have her on because uh, she is somebody who we've been talking about and to for a while, but I think that this is a really good insight to Katie and I's spiritual side and talking to somebody who actually knows her shit um, and she has... A, you know she's credible in this in this area so I think that it's really informative and interesting for anyone who may not be very familiar or who may have kind of touched the surface on intuition intuitive readings mediums things like that so um we are really excited to share this with you guys yeah I think it's going to be a really interesting episode Casey is so fantastic and um we said in the episode you'll hear that we are offering a free reading with her to one of you guys, anyone who's interested. So we will give you guys the information on that specifically on our social media this week when we post. So stay tuned for that. And um, we are going to kind of keep this a little short and sweet today only because we have such a long conversation that we don't want to take too much away from so we are going to skip our diamonds for the week this is clearly our diamond I would say it's safe to say any guest we have on is our diamond for that week so um, no need to bore you guys with um, you know anything that's going on in our lives right now because we get into it so yeah buckle up um, stay open-minded and you know maybe you'll find a new interest that you never knew you had before yeah, I, I think either way, whether you're familiar with this stuff or not, it's going to be very informative and very entertaining and interesting no matter what. And Casey's just so fun and so uh, easy to talk to. And it was just a great interview. So without further ado, you want to take it away? Here she is. All right, guys. So today we have a really exciting episode. We have talked about um, somebody that we that I met a few years ago through Jess Baumgartner, who was a former guest on the show. Our first guest. First guest on the show. Um, and we are with Casey Ray. Uh, she is an intuitive psychic medium. She is also a Reiki healer. She's a doctor of physical therapy by day and then like healing people by nights and weekends. Um, she does all of the things. She's read me personally, and uh, she's actually the one who told me to start this very podcast. So with her, with that, I went and talked to Christy and was like, hey, I was told we should start a podcast, and we did, and here we are. So welcome, Casey, and thank you for making this happen, Yay. basically. <laughs> well, I'm so honored to be here, and yeah, I, I remember our reading. <laughs> And being like, I need to tell you this. You need to start a podcast. <laughs> it was um, definitely the nudge that we needed to yeah. just do it. Because so. I had said, I was like, yeah, I've thought about it. We've joked about it. We had mentioned it, but never seriously considered doing it. Um, so thank and, you. <laughs> yeah, really. Really. Well, like, thank your guides. They were very, uh, very persistent. But yeah, no, I love 
I like you reached out to me actually like a, a couple months ago and you're mm -hmm. telling me about all this and I was like so excited for you guys and it makes me feel good because like I'm just glad to just be a, a channel you know mm -hmm. what I mean right so, like allow this to come through for you guys so um I'm glad I'm glad to be here yes <laughs> we really we really appreciate it um it's yeah it's been great and uh even like when Jess Baumgartner was on, she mentioned you as well. So people of the pod who listen to the podcast have probably heard Casey's, probably heard Casey's name a couple of times. Um, this is the person we're referring to. So we just know that like, you know, the podcast is all about getting to know yourself and understanding yourself on a deeper level so that you can become a better person today. And then in the future for yourself and for everyone in your life. Um, and everything that you do really, I think are such fantastic tools to get to know yourself better and to become a more evolved person. So I just think that, you know, for the audience, whether this is kind of new to you or whether you're in this space of exploring kind of the intuitive world and that realm, um, I just say, listen with an open mind and an open heart, and it might make a lot more sense to you uh, after Casey kind of explains everything. So, yes. And we have a lot of ground to cover because I know that you are kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to this space of the intuitive spiritual realm. So, um, just to kind of start off with the basics, um, we wanted to get a quick little backstory about where you're from, how you started, and I guess a good starting point would just be to introduce where you're hailing from right now. Where are you in the world <laughs> right now? <laughs> my location? Yeah. <laughs> well, I live on my bed. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I live in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm from Monmouth County, um, but... Lived in Philly for a while. Now I'm back. and Can't get away from the Jersey girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're a special kind of group of people yeah. around here. So mm. you're talking to the right crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I love, I loved where I grew up. I grew up right near the beach. So mm -hmm. I, I did, I did move away. Um, yeah. I went to undergrad in Kentucky and then I came to Pennsylvania, like Philly to do my graduate program for physical therapy. And then we, me and my husband two years ago just moved back to New Jersey. So Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I knew you had affiliation. I was like, I don't know if she currently lives in Philly. I was like, but I know she was affiliated with Philly. And <laughs> so I knew there was something, uh, you know, something along related. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I currently work at Temple Hospital. So I'm, yeah, I'm still in Philly. Gotcha. I'm, right. And that's, yeah. Cherry, and the, for anyone who's not around here, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, it, I think people who aren't from the tri-state area or the East Coast, like don't know how close it is. So like from Cherry Hill, New Jersey to Philadelphia is like 20 minutes. So it's like a very quick, uh, we're basically in the same area. Yeah, um, we're neighbors. But yeah, so like when you started, when you kind of went into physical therapy, was that kind of always your your game plan? Did you always know that you wanted to get into that, and that you wanted to be a doctor of physical, physical therapy, or was it you discovered it kind of later on throughout school? Yeah, so um, I knew at a very, very young age that I wanted to be a physical therapist. I always would say, like, my story was, my uncle is a physical therapist. And I remember mm -hmm. going to his, um, his, like, private practice. I don't even know how old it was, like, eight, nine. And his, it looked like a gym. Like, there was, like, sliding things and bands <laughs> and balls. And I was like, this is my jam. <laughs> so um, I just knew from that moment on that that's what I wanted to do. And it's really rare to just pick something. And oh, thank God I liked anatomy. So I picked it at a very young age and I just kind of went with it. And I think too, like that was me 
I realized it the other day when I was thinking about like my, you know, my life, I realized like, oh, that was like my first, one of, one of the first times where I was told, like, I, it was almost like my guides were telling me, this is what you should do. And then I just went with it. And it was something that I never faltered the idea of like, no, this is, this is just what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always an athlete, you know, growing up. So that went hand in hand. Um, right. But yeah, I always knew I was going to be one, which is so bizarre. (laughs) No, I think that's, I totally think that makes sense. And I think that I've known other people that have felt that way. And I felt similarly in that, like, I didn't pinpoint a career, but I knew that I wanted to help women, you know, like it was just like an innate feeling of in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I think that's so interesting when you get, and kind of speaks to that even before you knew that you were an intuitive or that you knew that you were capable of getting these messages that clearly it was always happening. You just maybe didn't know Mm -hmm. because that the odds of that, and it is, it's not like I want to be a vet or like a ballerina, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I want to be a doctor of physical therapy. (laughs) Yeah. That is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I loved the idea of like helping heal people. Like, to get them back that I always, I just want to get them back to where they were. And right. so that's like, that was like a big, a big draw point for me as well. Like, and I always just like loved how the body moved and how, you know, I mean, that came along as I grew up, but I just, I wanted to always get people better, I guess is the thing. Yeah. 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 It's always helpful to kind of start with a bigger idea and then kind of see where that falls in place. But um, can you walk us through kind of how you started in physical therapy and then got you to where you are now? Yeah. So, um, I, well, <laughs> well, maybe even just do yoga, like into the yoga oh, yeah. meditation space. Cause I know that was your first transition mm-hmm. like into that. Um, yeah. and yeah. I, and that was, it's kind of like yoga is like a gateway drug, I think into like, um, mind <laughs> into mind body. That's what <laughs> happened to me. That was the exact same thing. Um, so not that I, realized I had like a gift. I just was like, Oh, I shouldn't be so negative. Um, but I do like, how did that kind of transpire you to go into yoga? And then from there into like your intuitive abilities. Yeah. So that's actually, it's that whole part of my life is like, it's a huge stepping stone for me. So I graduated, um, started working in the field. I worked just like at a regular outpatient, um, you know, like normal, I shouldn't say normal injuries, but like you can walk in or you can walk out like that. Right. Um, but I knew there was something more, like I always just kept saying, and this is a thing that I've said a lot throughout my life is like, there's something more I'm supposed to be doing. There's something more. And I just, yeah, I was also, um, I also was dealing with, this is how I met Jess. It all entered twines. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, no, no, it always does go right ahead. Um, but I had a really, I grew up with an eating disorder and I didn't know, I was like, wasn't diagnosed until I was like 20, God, um, like 26 ish. Um, so that's how I met Jess and we were working through things. Um, and so once that kind of cleared, you know, like cleared, you know, it's always an ever growing process. But once I was able to not focus so much on the food, then I was more like in my mind, right? Like learning to open up, um, to see how I actually feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was getting more in touch with my body, which is the best way to say it. So anyway, so I was like, there's something more, there's something more. So I decided 
to my friend was like, Oh, I might do this yoga teacher training. And I was like, all right, cool. She ended up not doing it, but I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, my husband was like all down for it. And he's like, yeah, just try it, whatever. I was like, I just want to like know myself more. Right. Like I just want to become friends with myself. And I felt like I really, like I loved the practice of yoga, but I really wanted to just do the reflective work is really kind of like Mm -hmm. the deep dive. And it was very spiritually opening for me. Um, you know, that idea of like breathing and being in your body and feeling everything, um, was just very opening. And actually during my teacher training, um, you have to do like weekends, like it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. And, um, it was the weekend of my birthday. I turned 30 on a Saturday, Friday. I went to teacher training. It was fine. Saturday. I woke up severely ill. Um, I was like, I have to go. Like I have to go. I can't miss any class or whatever. And I ended up having the flu. Well, long story short, my grandfather passed away that day on my 30th birthday. Um, my middle name Ray is named after him. So we have like a very connected story. Um, Mm -hmm. when I I was born, he wasn't doing well. That's why they named my middle name Ray. Um, and that's why it's spelled Mm R-A-Y. Um, and then he was fine. He actually, um, was 95. He was driving to church, like fully functioning, go to AC all the time. But I was like his favorite, which is terrible to say, but it was. (laughs) So it was really crazy that on my 30th birthday, you know, like Saturn return, right? The end of my Saturn return, my grandfather passed away. Yeah. So I, I knew I had to, I was sick because I had to be home to get that. Like as soon as the phone rang, I knew something was wrong. And so that happened. Um, and so I wanted to just reach out to him. Like I wanted to, he's kind of like the catalyst of like, I wanted to speak to him to again. So I was doing everything and anything to reach out to him. So I did the yoga training. Um, and then again, like my life is very layered, like everything just happened and I went with it and I never really thought about it. I reached out to a medium during that time. She told me I was gifted and had all these things. I did a ton of readings with so many people. You no, you were really like we are very Speaking very similar. We'll tell you after you, I will tell you all the ways that we are so similar. But no. We'll oh my god, it's so crazy. Totally my it. was like I had to hide it. You know, you're doing this again, and I'm like, yes. um, but anyway, so started teaching yoga, or and the the medium told me that I, I was able to connect with my grandfather and she told me a lot of things about myself that made a lot of sense that I was a healer. I had gifts, all these things. And the more I went to all these readings, um, the more they kept selling, like you're, you have gifts, you're supposed to be, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, that's great. But like, how? Right. 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 So I just kept following the signs. And then my yoga mentor was like, Hey, she taught a class and she's like, And when you're in Shavasana, can I just like do this thing on you? Like, can I do Reiki on you? I was like, yeah, sure. What the hell is that? Yeah, whatever. Mm So, um, at the end of class, she like put her hands on different, like my head and my, um, yeah, mostly my head and like my shoulders. I just kept hearing things like you are safe, you are loved, you are safe, you are loved. And I felt immediate relief. 
so afterwards I like went up to her and I was like, well, what were like, that was amazing. Like, what was that? You know? And she's like, oh, it's Reiki. Reiki is like a Japanese modality where you put, you either hover or place your hands over the body and it's supposed to help your energy. So, um, we all have energetic, like energy within our body surrounding us and it just kind of helps the flow and it helps release things. So I was like, this is amazing. I'd heard about it in physical therapy school. Like they talk about different things, but, um, and that came up like earlier in my life. And I was like, I should do that. That's a long story, but I, I ended up doing it anyway. Um, and I said to her, I was like, I just kept hearing you are safe and you are loved and her like jaw dropped. And she's like, I was saying that in my mind to you, like as a mantra. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> so then I went and got, she t- sent me to this other Reiki uh, master her name is Reagan. She's awesome. She's in Philly. I've seen Reagan. Love Reagan. She's phenomenal. She's very yes. intuitive as well. I know. I actually, I want to have her as a guest on the podcast at some point because I um, have to. No, yeah. I, she's great. She's amazing. So I went to see Reagan as soon as I walked in the door and sat down. She said, you know, you're supposed to do this, right? And I started crying. Like we didn't even I wasn't even on her table (laughs) and she's like, you need to do this. And I was like, I always felt like I needed to do this. You know, I was just like a sobbing mess. And so then after I saw her and she kind of told me her story about how she got into Reiki and she told me about her Reiki school. There's a great Reiki school in Philadelphia. It's phenomenal. I highly suggest Mm -hmm. it. Um, I looked up and like two weeks later they were going to start Reiki one. So I signed up immediately. Did Reiki one, two, and three, um, their program's really great. Like it was like a whole, like almost two years. Like it was great. Um, and when I started doing Reiki, I started hearing more messaging. Like (laughs) I would be like practicing on my, my, um, uh, classmate. And I'd be like, um, do you need to call your brother? Like, I and like, I'm hearing that you need to call your brother. Do you feel like, was it a voice? Like, do you feel like it was a guide giving you a message or the person themselves like trying or like, like a spirit actually trying to get in touch with the person through you. This was more a guide telling me. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it was a guide because you can, um, there's like a difference in in hearing. Um, it sounds strange. It, when you hear things, when I say I hear things like so clear audience, right. It's the gift of hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, people automatically think like you're hearing in another voice, but a lot of times it's my voice, but it's not mine, which I know that sounds really bizarre. I know it's like your voice, but not your words maybe. Yes. So it's not my words. And like, I can describe it. So like when I'm working with somebody, I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling, um, it's your grandpa. He, you know, he's short and, you know, he has this accent and blah, blah, blah. Like I can describe the person. So I'm hearing it in my head as my voice, but it's not my voice. Okay. Okay. That makes makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, and then, um, when it's a guide, I know the, the, sense of my guides, like they're very soft. They say things like my child. Sometimes they're like, not nice, you know, (laughs) not that they're not nice, but they're like, 
get your shit together. <laughs> um, so anyway, but yeah, so then um, I started hearing all these things and we started doing Reiki on people and um, for the class and just more and more messaging would come through. And like, I found that I was just more, I love the Reiki part, but like, I couldn't wait for them to be done. So I could like tell them all the things. Right. Um, and then randomly, I, like my friend gifted me or won this Akashic record reading, which I had never heard of the Akashic record. I actually like don't love the name. It's so funny because for years and years, I kept hearing about it and learning about Akashic records. And I was so fascinated by them. And I want to kind of like have get into more of, of it from you because I really don't know anyone who reads them other than you. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, it is so interesting. But for years I would tell Christy, I was like, there's this thing and it starts with an A and I just, I don't even know what it's called. And I don't even know how to Google it because I don't know what it's called, but there are yeah. these records and people can read them. And she was like, what? And then when I saw it said in your Instagram, but I was like, Aka yes, Akashic, there we go. That's it doesn't exactly roll up the tongue. No, it does not. <laughs> it. Yeah. it sounds like a granola or something. I know. And I feel, Kashi, I think is why <laughs> I just, just feel like it's really harsh. I don't know how to explain it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. My friend, she's like, Oh, I won. Like I've run, I won these two readings. And she's like, do you want one? I was like, sure. So I did it. And, um, she was like, yeah, like, again, you're gifted, blah, blah, blah. I was like, thanks. <laughs> We're excited. Um, no, everybody tells me, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she said, you know, you should probably learn this. And I didn't feel like she, she's great. Her, her name's Emily. I love her. Um, I didn't feel like it was, it felt very genuine. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Not like, Oh, you should do this. Like it wasn't forceful. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, I don't have a lot of courses that I offer, but like every once in a while I do it. Well, literally a month later, she, maybe not even a month, she opened it up and I did it. And then part of my graduation was to read people. So read people's records and I had to write a paper on it. And so I started with Jess and mm -hmm. um, like close, close friends. And yeah, it's just like from that moment, I just, that's kind of the, like that pushed me to like start reading people. And it was, you know, people were like, yeah, I totally feel that. And like things were happening and, you know, even things that people didn't understand at the time you know, this, I remember this one girl I did early on, I was like, you're going to move like soon. It seems like Florida, blah, blah, blah. She like reached out to me like two months later. She's like, you're not going to believe it. I moved. It randomly happens. Like, and she went to Florida, like all these things. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how I got to this point. And then I, um, I will say in between, like, I was always still saying to myself, there's something more, there's something more. And that's why I kept going with it. Right. And also during that time I was experiencing, like I was able to connect with my grandfather and hear him. Like I was able, you know, I was having the mediumship just come through even more. Mm -hmm. um, so that was also playing itself out. And then Finally, I, um, this one, uh, one of my mentors, her name's Marianne DeMarco. Her name's, she just goes by Marianne the Medium. I, um, I've heard of her. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's uh, amazing. I heard her on a podcast, um, and I was like, I'm. I heard my guide say you're gonna work with her. It's like two years ago, and I was like, okay, like, cool. You know, I don't know how. Cause she's, you know, to me, it's like some big way. First of all, they're all from like Long Island. Every I know. Person, it's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something in like the literal water. I think it makes like best bagels, best mediums, best pizzas. Like it's, yeah. it's the <laughs> water. Like I, I guess it has to be. I, well, my, my mom is from Long Island. So I was like, maybe oh. I got some of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was something I wanted to ask you is that has this was, is there anyone else in your family or in your, because I know that a lot of times gifts like this can be, it seems like hereditary, honestly, because it seems like there's somebody else. Do you know of anyone in your family who has these same gifts that you have? Yeah. So I would definitely looking back, um, I would definitely say my mom, first of all, if you, if I feel like all women have intuitive, everyone has hundred percent. Yes. You are born, everyone is born with intuitive gifts, but what happens is along the way, right? You know, you're growing up, you're a teenager, you want to be, you know, like you just lose it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that it's gone forever. It's you can always get it back, but you know, not everyone's open to it and things like that. But so I believe you all have gifts. And I think also if you're a woman, you just have it. I mean, hundred percent. I totally agree. It's like, thanks, you know, like, yeah, swoop, like, thanks so much. Um, (laughs) But yeah, my mom definitely always, I used to get so annoyed with her. I love her so dearly. We're the same person. She would just know, like, she wouldn't, about my friends, like, if I had a new friend or something, she wouldn't be nice. Sometimes if she didn't like them, she would be like, my mom is the exact same way. And I'd be like, mom, like, be nice to so-and-so. I really like, they're my best Mm -hmm. friend. And she's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. And it would never work out. Um, and she just knew, like my mom just always knew, um, her, my grandmother, um, is very, uh, my grandmother is very religious. Like I always say she's like the closest thing to like Mary, so <laughs> like mother Mary. So she's just like connected like that. And I don't know. I just think, and I'm on my dad's side too. My, my dad would say my aunt is kind of like, she's got some intuitive stuff that actually she's in her, you know, sixties, almost seventies and becoming more comfortable with it. So it's like really cool to see that. So I do think I come from a family of it. Um, I definitely have past lives of it for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's so many, uh, there's so many things. There's that, I, so many questions and so many. I know there's a lot of say. things that we want to ask. And I uh, think, I think just to kind of back it up a little bit and connect everything together, it sounds like the more open you are, the more you would receive. Mm-hmm. So just kind of starting with that foundation, because like you said, I, we also believe that everybody has intuition and it's just a matter of just being aware of it. Some people may not know necessarily how to fully tap into it, myself included. And I think that, you know, it's all a different timeline for everybody. I'm in my early thirties now and I'm, I feel like I'm just starting to listen to it more and more and seeing the benefits of it and kind of just allowing things to happen. But so that's just kind of what I was gathering from what you were saying is that it seems like a lot of these gifts were kind of becoming much more apparent and a little bit louder maybe as you were t- like getting in touch with it more. So as the more open you got, the more you could hear, kind of see what was going on. I guess my first question would just be, 
in terms of the mind body connection, because we started with physical therapy and then we kind of segued into the yoga, like Katie said, the gateway drug that kind of connects both the mind and the body. And then we kind of like went full into like the Reiki and the intuition and things like that, which I think is super interesting because the mind body connection, I think is something that needs to be paid more attention to because you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that at least if you're focusing much more on your mind, everything about your physical body that you may ignore or disregard, you can start to feel the effects of it. And then you kind of wonder why things just feel incomplete. So as you were getting in touch with, with the connection and tapping into it more, was it, could you feel the physical changes and the signs that you were getting? Were you, is it like a physical feeling that you can feel in terms of getting to know yourself, but then also reading other people? Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like mind, body, soul is, you have to have all of them. You know what I mean? Like there's, I wasn't, you know, I mean, when, obviously when I was born, I was little, you know, obviously we were, I was very empathic. I was very, um, sensitive to people's energies, but then once I started developing my eating disorder, right. I was blocking my body, right. Like I was blocking everything. And so I couldn't get to the connection until I fixed, until I got through that. Right. Until I worked through that. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. My, you need, you need to have all three. Um, and also too, if you think about how I teach this to people is really the first sign of like tapping into your intuition or like, yeah, really listening to your intuition is like coming from your gut. Mm -hmm. It's that gut instinct. Like when someone's like, oh, you should do this. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) your inside is like, hell no. Right. You know, and that's the first way to like feel and know. Right. But a lot of times we don't listen to that. And our bodies are, I believe our bodies are the temple, right? Your bodies are the temple and like your soul's inside. That's kind Mm -hmm. of how I think about it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not listening to the entranceway, right. Where your soul's trying, your soul's there, then you're never going to get to that. Mm -hmm. You know? So if you're coming to that entrance point or you're coming to that door and you're asked a question and it's saying yes, and you walk through that, you're, you're, you're building that trust. You're able to move forward through that. I don't know if that makes sense, but, yes. um, and if you're saying, if it's saying yes, and you go the other way, then you're just veering away from where you're supposed to go. Does that make sense? Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Yes. I think the first way I started to was just trusting my gut, like, mm-hmm. like learning what I really wanted. And it was a trial and error. I mean, there's mm-hmm. still times where I'm like, yes, I'll do that. And it's an absolute no. And I usually, like, it doesn't work out or something happens. And, you know, that's the first way I tapped into it. And then as I, like you were saying, as I started to trust that muscle mm-hmm. and I started to feel more and see more and just like, there were times like with the yoga and stuff, like I almost didn't do it cause it was expensive. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, so expensive. And 
but it kept eating at me. I kept hearing it and thinking about it. And I, and that's another way that I know I need to do something. If I'm like constantly, if it's like, you need to do this, you need mm-hmm. to do this, you need, and then, then I know, okay, I need to do that. That was like another way of how I knew to follow that. Yes. You know? right. It wasn't like a one-time thing. And then I wouldn't think about it. It just kept perpetuating. It's funny. Like I do have to mention it now because or else I'm just going to keep it's going to like kill me inside that it's so bizarre. You're, you are literally like the, um, the, the version of me that actually accomplishes things. So it's wild. We basically have the same trajectory, except like I, we both said we were going to do it and then you finished it and I just didn't finish it. Um, so I just have to say, it's crazy that like, I also have eating disorder. I talk about on the, or just at this point, disordered thoughts, it's not an active eating disorder, but I, um, you know, it's part of me always and forever. I talk about it on the podcast all the time. And that even came up in our reading together. Um, and you're like, when's the last time you worked out? And I was like, it's <laughs> like, that's funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but I think, and that was something that same deal where yoga was that first time ever doing a physical movement, connecting my breath when I wasn't worried about uh, losing weight because I was doing it for grief to get through grief. So I was there just to, you know, center my mind for 75 minutes or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Did yoga training, got almost to the end, didn't finish it. Then I wanted to get certified in Reiki. I tried multiple times, but it was funny. It's like, I had the opposite of you where the universe was like, no, you're Mm -hmm. not supposed to do Reiki. Like, I know you think this is it for you, but it just kept not working. And then finally I was like, okay, this is, I'm forcing this. Like it's not working for me. So clearly I need to pivot and figure it out and realize that I love Reiki, but I'm not meant to do it, you know, at all. Um, But I think that in that time, there's times where now, you know, when the eating, the sort of thoughts get louder and you kind of slip into a phase of like battling it maybe more than you had been recently. And, you know, there's just tough weeks, months, whatever. Um, During those times, I don't, I'm also empathic. I don't, I don't feel, I don't know anything. I don't get any, I don't have any dreams. I don't get anything when I'm in that state of not being comfortable with my body. Mm-hmm. The more that I open up and the more that I kind of get back into doing those things and eating well and feeling good about myself, things start coming through. Like I say the same thing to Christy, we'll be talking and I'll say something to her and I'm like, I know I said that to you right then, but I don't think that I said that. Like, that doesn't even sound like me. Like, mm-hmm. that person's so much nicer than me. Like, I would never <laughs> say something like that. Like, you are literally just the vessel. Like we said, yeah. like, she's just the, like, the mouthpiece for whatever higher mm-hmm. voice is coming through. And that's, and it's, like, been perpetually stuck at a stage of probably where you were when you first started, like, getting into Reiki, where, like, I have no... I haven't figured out how to have any control or do like how to like channel it it. or channel it or yeah. If someone were to say something like I can't, I I can't provide that to them, but then sometimes it just comes through and it's, it's interesting though. The mind body connection is a hundred percent there, even for somebody who is at a way more like ground beginning level, like I am where it's just like, that starts happening if you actually are tapping into yourself and at peace, I think with yourself in a way. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I can relate. I mean, even, I even have moments of this now, right? So like, I can totally relate to everything you're saying. And just like, even though I, like I do this, you know, I read people and it it is much easier than, you know, it's easier for me than it was years ago. Um, but there are times like, 
I'm eight months pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. and my energy is definitely somewhere else. And sometimes recently I've been, you know, I, I was like, why is this so much more challenging for me to receive, especially for myself? Like I love receiving from people. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is this so much more challenging to connect with my guides for me than it is like, than it ever has been before. And it's because right. Yeah, like what's going on with my body I'm right in my life so and yeah. maybe your baby is going to be very intuitive and all of that all the messages might it's be kind going, of going right to the baby yeah. yeah bypassing you yeah and yes 100 percent. i feel this these poor children that are coming into the world um well also too i'm like he's never getting away with anything <laughs> i don't know yeah you're you're your mom 2.0 so yeah. yeah yeah exactly um but yeah and also like another point to what you were saying is if I was always taught for my mentor mentors and just in my life, like if you're forcing something, it's a hard no. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and it doesn't mean that maybe like maybe five years from now you try Reiki again and then it's easy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're forcing something, it's not meant to, it's, there's a reason for it. Yes. And so with all of my layered you know, journey, right. It came easy, right. Like, like I said, when I signed up for Reiki school, it was like two weeks before it's the same thing with the yoga. It was two weeks before the yoga started. It was two weeks before, you know, it just flows. Right. And I think sometimes we think that, I mean, at least that's how I kind of grew up is like, you have to work really hard and you have to push and blah, blah, blah. And then you get what you want. No, like you don't have to force it. It shouldn't always, you're not always having Mm -hmm. to work. And when you are, take a step back. Oh, I'm forcing something. Why am I trying to force it? And like, oh, maybe right now I need to like work on me. I need to slow down. I need to get in touch with like for you, get in touch with your body. What is your body? And that's another thing too. Our minds are always working, right? There's like, I don't even know that I'm, not, I'm terrible with like quotes and things, but like our <laughs> minds are like thinking th- millions of things at a time, you know? Um, yeah. I've heard this quote like a million times and I can never remember it, but your minds are, are, are always going. And that's like, I also think of like our ego too, like our minds, it's programming, it's ego. And then we never really tap in with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have you ever had your body tell your mind what it really needs? That's like hard. That's something I try to do with like the eating of it all. It's something that I, I cognizantly like, I'm like, okay, not what would be a quote unquote good choice or a bad choice on paper or what, you know, how I'm going to equate myself as an individual because of what I ate, but actually like, what does it mean? What do I want? Yeah. And like, what do, what do I actually need right now? Cause there's times when I'm like, my brain is like, you should have a salad. And I'm like, I don't think that I like that doesn't feel like, like not like should. I'm craving yeah not like I'm craving something else I just like I'm like I don't think that would be the move like maybe that's not it and it's really it is really hard to do um but it is I think it's something that everyone's probably capable of it's just something that yeah like you were saying we're not really I, taught to do I think it's hard because we are just as a society I feel like at large we are just under so much pressure to fit into this mold of being the most productive, the most busy, the most efficient, rise and grind, that whole thing. So I love what you said about slowing down. I think that we have it backwards where we think that if we're working really hard and exhausting ourselves, that we're 
doing the best thing for ourselves when it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that it's, you know, maybe there is a reason why we kind of describe the, like the technique of tapping into your intuition and listening to your gut as working a muscle. Cause it's like, you know, you're, you're connecting the physical body with the mind because it is kind of like, it's a muscle Mm-hmm. that you're learning to condition the same way that you would be if you're going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that you're doing that with your mind. So I, I just love that you did tap into that because we've mentioned before of the pressure of like, like we were just saying like the shoulds of everything, like I should do this, I should do that. And when you feel like you are forcing something, cause I think with intuition, at least I can say this from experience where it. I think it felt like I wasn't really in tune with it because I, I thought that it meant it had to come to you right away. Like you had to know the answer right away. And there were, there wasn't a lot of room for trial and error when really my whole life has been listening to my intuition, like deep, deep down. Like I know that it's there, but still kind of going the other way to like the no doorway that you were saying. Mm -hmm. And because like the, the reoccurring feeling of this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. It might've taken me, you know, for instance, in relationships, it would take me seven years, a year, months to finally listen to that voice in my gut that's saying this isn't right for you. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to kind of touch on the, maybe like a common misconception about the whole intuition, spiritual realm of it has to be instantaneous. You have to know right away when really it can you know, it's there. You just have to kind of give it some time, be patient with it and, um, you know, just kind of allow it to unfold on its own. So that I think is important to, to just let people know. So I don't know if you have any other, any other misconceptions that people may think about tapping into their intuition or just spirituality in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, I want to kind of like go off a little bit what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's very true. When I first started, you know, I would like, I had like my pen and my paper and I remember like with Jess or with like when I was practicing and I'd be like, it asked me a question. I'd be like, but I pause, like I'd really pause. And like, sometimes things were like, things would come in so clearly. And sometimes I'd be like, you know, and, and then that's what happens is like, I'm like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. And it's like, I'm, you know, I, I don't have these gifts and like, it's like this whole spiral, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So I think, I think a big misconception too, is that everyone does it the same. We Mm -hmm. don't. And there's like a ton of, you know, the Claire's right. There's Claire audience, Claire um, buoyant, Claire cognizant, Claire sentient. And then there's like extra ones. Um, but like, just because you're good at one, that's not the only one you have. We Mm -hmm. all have all of them. And sometimes some of them are stronger than others. So, um, for instance, I hear, right. I I always say I hear, so I hear things and sometimes I have to write things and those are my big ones, but I do get visions sometimes. Like I have dreams about things. I don't have dreams all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes, you know, like you were saying, Katie, Like sometimes I'll be talking to somebody and like just shit comes out of my mouth and I'm like, whoa, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. And I think people think that, you know, 
yes, it, I've learned from many people and all of them have taught me things, but I use all of those things and everything I've done to do my own process. And I think people think that they have to do it a certain way or like, oh, well, I can't talk to dead people. So I'm clearly, I can't do anything intuitive. No, that's not true. Right. Um, so, you know, and I think a big thing too is like, say your body's like blocked and you're not feeling something. Well, maybe like see, um, maybe you're, you're going to have like, you're going to hear something or you're going to smell something or you're going to, you know, there's all these different things. I was always taught to like tap into all of your senses to get messaging. So, you know, for instance, especially with the Akashic records, like if I'm going into the records and, you know, I'm not hearing something, but then I've had an instance where like a bird came onto my window. I mean, that's like a very obvious one, but like, you'd be like, Oh, like I'm hearing this and you know, it all means something. Um, Trying to kind of take, take everything in around you and maybe not necessarily have to pay attention to, you know, being hypersensitive to everything, but kind of just maybe seeing like a pattern of things that are coming to you externally. Like maybe you don't feel it or see it in your mind, but you can kind of see like, I've, I've seen the same something over and over again, or, um, I've heard someone say the same thing to me. Like, I think that that's happened to me before where it could be something as simple as just like asking, are you happy? Or if I'm going through, you know, a really hard time with like a job or a relationship or something. And if I'm talking to different people around me and they've kind of asked me the same things maybe. So like kind of paying attention to the commonalities around you. Themes and patterns. Right. Yeah. But I do, I wanted to ask you, I don't want to inter- interrupt, but before yeah. we go on, when it comes to reading Akashic Records, because for everyone who's listening, I think most people have an idea of like reading tarot cards is reading tarot cards. I don't know what else. I don't know how else people, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to, as an audience member, if you want to do a deep dive on reading tarot cards, please, by all means, Reiki is kind of energy healing. But when it comes to Akashic Record reading, like what is it? How are you tapping into it? And like, what is the process? Because I've never heard anyone explain it. And I'm so fascinated by it. I really am. And if you get any messages at all, please put us on blast and say them openly yeah. out in the open. I don't care. And if you don't, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I will. Um, so what I, so how I learned it. So first of all, Akashic Records, it, I always explain it like this, cause this is how it makes more sense to me. Um, if you read some Akashic record books, it gets out there. Okay. (laughs) It gets really out there and I love that, but it's hard to grasp. Right. So what I always say it's Akashic records is the belief that every person, place, or thing has a soul record. So what I like to think there's like this metaphysical library of your soul. Okay. Okay. All the books tell all the stories of where you've been where you're going, where you could have went, where, you know, where you are right now. The thing about the Akashic records is it's like, um, well, let me keep going. So anyway, so our, our guides, you know, um, are the librarians. So we, I tap into this place to ask them the questions that you desire and have them pull the books, right. Of where, with the answers. Okay. Now what, how I always describe it is we have free will, right? Our lives 
are constantly changing, right? So with Akashic Records, you do have free will. And so we always have free will, but like, if you don't love what you're picking up, you can put, put that sucker back. You don't also have to finish that story. Right. Right. Um, so, and there's many other avenues and different ways that you can go and it's never, there's no right or wrong. Okay. They're just choosing what makes sense for you in this moment, in this time. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so that's how I describe Akashic records. Um, in the Akashic records, uh, I like to think of it's a metaphysical place, right? Where you can, everyone has a different, um, scene, I guess you could say, (laughs) you know, I like to be in this library, but I also like to be in this meadowy thing. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'll go into that area and just like they say, it's a meditative state, but you are very conscious. You're in your body. Um, you know, I could be in it and I look like this, right? Um, if I'm, if I'm channeling for somebody, if I'm trying to get uh, messaging for somebody, um, it's also a healing place. So it's like this place where you can, you, yeah, you can heal your body and, um, like your soul body, but yeah, that's how I describe it and how I learned to access it. They have these like prayers, they call them prayers, the one, the original prayer is very long. It's like so many pages. <laughs> um, and so it's beautiful. And like they basically say you can, um, once you're educated on like how to tap into it, it's through this prayer and just a meditative state. And then you might feel um, feel different, right? Like you might get body sensations. You might go to your, you know, your metaphysical place or, um, you can meet some guides or you can answer, ask questions. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it makes total sense, especially as somebody, I believe in past life strongly. Like I've done kind of past life regressions and stuff like that. And it is, it's similar where it puts you in that meditative state to travel through, different dimensions, different space and time to see something else. Um, and I just, I just think it's fascinating. So would you say, cause I'm pretty brand new to Akashic Re- Records. Um, again, I've only heard Katie try to stumble try over to what it was called it was. before. I've never heard of it or knew what it was, but with the idea of free will. So with Akashic Records, if, so everybody has like their own individual, story. So would you say that because we can kind of change the scene or like where we're going, um, like even though we can change it, like, is that still just part of the bigger picture where like, you're still meant to do it that way? Does that make sense? Like, like you're not meant to go on one track. Like if you change directions, but you were meant to change that direction and would that even, would that be considered free will? Do you think? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> sorry yeah. to get a little existential, but I'm just really, oh, I'm interested in, in how, you know, what, it, how it works. Yeah. So it's, it's so funny. I was talking to my friend about free will. We had this whole conversation. Um, like, is there free will? Is there mm-hmm. not free will? Like, you know, cause I love I, that topic. I also believe that like everything has like a meaning, you know? So it is, it is like definitely, it's so incredible to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like to think how I think is like, we're on this path, right? 
And I like to say the path is the soul's journey. And then there's exits, right? And they can be very enticing. Mm-hmm. And you can, we can choose to get off these exit. Again, it's not a good or a bad thing. There's always lessons to be learned, right? I mean, it could be a tough road. It could be a great road. But I like to think also that our soul tries to guide us back to where we're supposed to be. Um, So I guess that gets a little dicey with the free will thing because, you know, if we have this path, um, you know, I like to think that we're always coming back to what we're supposed to do. I think everyone is on this earth to, to find their soul's purpose, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's the point. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but I think the, the getting off the exits is where we can choose, you know, how we want to get to that, to that path. Yeah. Like maybe it's a shortcut, maybe it's a long one. Um, but ultimately the car is always driving. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and free will is like really interesting. I know. I believe that like every I th- I believe we have free will for sure, but I also believe that everything like kind there's of a reason. There's a reason for everything. And so yeah. I I think the same thing. I've kind of always had the same belief. Um I've said like I truly in my soul believe that everything happens for a reason in the way that it's maybe not I don't like to say for a reason, but everything happens the way it's meant to or was yeah. going to happen. Yes. Um, and I do think that there's a way to, I've seen in my own life and I'm sure even with your story in particular, like how often you can, like you said, it's so easy. So you're just following the path, like breadcrumbs, you know, like one is laid out. So you go to the next, to the next, and you're in tune with the universe, what you're the message, the, the messages and signs you're being sent, you're listening to them and following them. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's other times where you know that, and then you can kind of veer off mm-hmm. and come back to it. Or, you know, sometimes I think people veer off and then again, they keep the universe does give them signs and tries to get them back on track and they consistently fight don't it. do it. And they just fight it. And they never, they never get to that place that they could be, that their soul is, I think, um, was maybe meant to and has the capability to, but in this lifetime, in this body, they didn't achieve it. So they come back the next time and try again and again. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing too, like, yes, I, you know, especially with my, it, looking back, right. I follow the breadcrumbs, but there are times when it's not as easy, right. Yeah. So, for instance, I'm a, a, I'm a person who loves to be doing a lot of stuff. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a physical therapist. I teach yoga. I do Reiki. I, you know, I do readings. Like I'm a crazy person. I do a lot of things and there's like a lot to unpack in that. But like when I do reach out to my guides, they're like, slow down, Mm -hmm. slow down. And I'm like, no times can I hear this? I know because I don't do it right. And there are times when like they physically slow me down. Yeah, it'll get to a point where, um, like this is so (laughs) I randomly like had a stress fracture in my big toe. There was no trauma. Like I stepped off a step. Oh, weird. Nothing wrong. I didn't even feel it. And then it it they knocked me on my ass for two mm-hmm. weeks because I wasn't listening and I was draining myself. And so, yeah, they'll, they definitely, and I could choose and I do sometimes 
keep going. Like I keep, I'm, I'm like a, an engine. I keep going, 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 but then something else will happen where I'll be like, Hey, remember what we're trying to tell you is to slow down. And when I do slow down, it's so much better. I'm mm-hmm. happier. I, you know, I'm more clear. Uh, like today, I mean, this is like the slowest day I've had in forever and I'm still doing things. Like I had a reading before this and I have something later, but I woke up and just took my time and, and did things to fill me up. And it just was so, it's just better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Clearer. Like my reading was like, you know, I was like, Oh, you know, I felt possessed, you know, but, um, it's not always easy and that's why you keep coming back to it. Right. I am constantly learning my gifts and, how to make them better. And, you know, sometimes I have to work a little harder and sometimes I don't have to work at all. You know, it's, it's a process. It's the muscle we're talking right. about. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not always easy. It might no. be easy, but it's not always easy. And sometimes shit happens that you need to learn from, mm-hmm. right? right? It's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you know, like we've kind of said throughout other episodes and um, even even this conversation today of the signs are always there. It's just a matter of if you want to listen to them. And I think that there is something to be said about one's desire to be happy because I think a lot of times people tend to kind of self-sabotage themselves. Mm-hmm. And I Living think that chaos. that's it is definitely a very um, prominent way of living for people and myself included. You know, I, Katie and I talk, we try to talk from a place of understanding because we've done all of the same things. We've made the same mistakes as everybody else. And we're also still learning. Very negative, terrible people. And a lot of times ignoring, (laughs) ignoring, yeah, ignoring, avoiding, dismissing our own feelings and then in turn dismissing others. So um, it is definitely a process. And I think that, you know, when we do talk about this stuff, other people who may not be, you know, too much in tune with themselves quite yet may kind of write us off as like, you guys, it's easier said than done, you know, like, but we are just kind of here to reinforce the fact that it is definitely a process. It's a learning curve. You kind of have to take the good with the bad, you know, take those, those detours off the exits that may not necessarily be right for you at the time, but then take it, learn from it, and then kind of get back on track. Yeah. I think that like a lot of people, I think, and like talking about misconceptions earlier, which I kind of forgot, but I feel like a lot of people, like when I've said things like that, that I think everything happens for a reason or I believe things. And this is not to say that my life has been, there's been a lot of things in my life that are not great. You know, that I, um, that it just comes with acceptance of like, I think that that just is part of the journey, unfortunately. And for me, you know, that, but it comes with, um, people think, I think that if you're living in alignment, that everything will be easy and that everything will come naturally. You will always be happy. And we just actually last week did an episode on toxic positivity of that entire mentality of like, everything's good because like I'm living in my truth. And I'm like, well, that doesn't work that way. You're not just always happy because you're living in like, you're just like, and I count my blessings and I realize I am happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, it doesn't work that way. And I think that there's, there was a lot of times even, throughout my, cause I'm kind of on one of those journeys of figuring out, I know what my purpose is. I don't know what that looks like in a physical job, like in a position, in a career that fulfills what I want to do, what my gifts are, all of the things. And I think I'm now I'm in school for PR and that's my goal. That's what I would like to do. And I'm, I think this one is it, 
Um, but you know, there's been a lot of times where I, like I was going to go to college in Virginia and a week before I was supposed to leave, I was like, "Mm -mm, no, this isn't right for me. And everyone was like, are you serious? Like, you're just not going to go to college. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. Um, there's been a lot of times where making the decision I think that is in your gut and in your intuition is not the decision that everyone else wants you to make or the one that on paper makes sense. And sometimes you have to really be like, I know this sounds insane to everyone else. And I just got to really stand firm in it and be like, no, I believe this to be true. So I'm going to do it or not. 100%. I mean, and, um, yeah, like you, our intuition is personal. Mm-hmm. and it's usually the one that's against the grain for everybody mm-hmm. right and then that's why people and myself included tend to not listen to their intuition because you're you feel it you know it then you're hearing from your your mind or other people and then right. programming and shadow and all this stuff and then that's what deters us right from doing that um and you know just what you were talking about too. I have a couple things to say about that, but, um, what you're talking about, um, how, you know, it's not always been easy, your journey, right? Mm -hmm. A personal story for me is like, so I, I told you earlier, I had many readings, right? Mm -hmm. Every time I got a reading, you're going to be a mom, you're going to be a mother. And I know I, I always knew I was going to be a mother. And I always knew one of my questions I asked every single time, am I going to have trouble getting pregnant? No. Every single person. No, they're not wrong. Right. It's just because that energy I'm giving that my guides are saying is like, you're going to be a mom. We, we see your spirit babies, all this stuff. But I knew I was going to have trouble. Mm -hmm. I did. My husband and I, we had to use, do fertility and you know, we were lucky. We, we did IUI, which is, um, if anyone's not familiar, yeah. they just, yeah. Um, you, turkey, you can say it. Yeah. So like I, I know it is, it up, you know, right. <laughs> um, right. but, um, yeah. And so it worked the first time and we, we did other things first. It didn't work. And, you know, it was really challenging for me because I was like, you know, I'm hearing, I was also like getting messaging from my spirit baby. I was told even before I was pregnant, like the astrology, this is where I get weird. The astrology of my child, when it's going to be born, all these things. And yet I was getting discouraged because I'm like, I'm still not pregnant. I'm still Mm -hmm. not pregnant. And so we did get pregnant. And then I thought cakewalk, right? Like I'm pregnant. This is my journey. This is, I've been told I'm going to be a mother. Well, this whole pregnancy is, there's been a lot of scares. We had a lot of things that have happened. And so even though the messaging was there that I'm going to be a mother and, you know, very blessed, I'm eight months pregnant and I know this is going to happen and, um, whatever happens I'm okay with, you know, obviously, but I feel very good about it. And, but I was really upset. I mean, at one point I was like, fuck you guides. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm fucking cursed. Oh yeah. But, oh, yes. Because I was like, you're telling me all this stuff. I did all this stuff and we're just getting hit after hit after hit. I know now looking back that there, there were reasonings and there were things that I needed to go through to prepare me for motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. To 
like there was lessons and I needed to slow down even more. That's like a constant theme in my life. And, you know, to realize what's important in my life and what's not. Okay. And so, yeah, but that's like an, that's just an example of how it was. And I'm, I haven't spoken about this. I I plan on it. You guys are exclusive. Oh oh my God. Uh, (laughs) You're first guys. Yeah. Cause I actually haven't like an, I mean, I've told my clients and stuff, but like, I haven't like announced it, announced it. Right. Um, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't even know that you were pregnant until I messaged you and I followed <laughs> you and I've been following you. So I was like, Oh my God, I didn't not realize. Um, yeah. And that's just like, it has, I know I'm meant to mention it like now and afterwards, like I was, again, my guides were like, just wait, wait and tell, but this is like a perfect example. But yeah, this is a, this was my, I knew I was told always that I was going to be a mom. I was told I was never going to have issues and I still did. Um, but this wasn't a forced thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how we talked about earlier, like forcing it and forcing it. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like that. Like the day we actually conceived, right. I knew it worked. Like I, we, my husband drove me, I had my angel cards. I like pulled one and it said nurture and it was a mother with a baby. Like I asked for, this is another thing in regards to like trusting your intuition. You can ask your guides, be like, Hey, I want a sign. Mm -hmm. Give me a sign. And like, not that your sign's going to drop into your lap, but it will show up when it's meant to show up. And like Mm -hmm. I was in the office and I was like, show me a sign through the music. Like you get specific through the music that this is going to happen. And like, of course the song that was playing at that moment while I was asking was like a very depressing song. <laughs> I was like, maybe not this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I played in the studio when I teach and it's not a normal song it was on the radio. My doctor was singing it on my way, on the way in. Like, and I also, I also was talking to my child and they were saying, I'm scared. Like I'm scared to come. And I was like, don't be scared. I'm here. Like okay. I'm here. I'm ready for you. And so oh, getting like a little, oh, I know. um, and so, yeah. And so I knew, like, I knew me and my husband and my husband's not really who woo. He's yeah. He's deals with me. Um, he's more That's how my husband is. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> he's more open now, but like, we both knew. I was like, he's like, I think this worked. And I was like, I really do too. And it did, you know, but yeah, that's just like, it's not always easy. And sometimes we, even now, like my guides would be like, well, you didn't want to know like bad things. Like, cause mm-hmm. I do that too. I have boundaries. I was like, I don't want to know the bad shit. Yeah. yeah. Happens. Um, and so, and also too, like I, you know, I really thought I was going to have an easy pregnancy. And, and once I got pregnant, right. And cause I didn't see it, I wasn't told, mm-hmm. but well, we are just so happy for you. And thank you yeah. so much for sharing that with us yeah. because that it does just show that there something that may be so easy for other people. Not everybody has that experience. And sometimes it can be extremely trying on you. And I think within that there's even the lesson of you know, even though you may be getting all of the signs, you can't just kind of sit back and ride the ride. You kind of have to do some work too. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of get to a space where you can 
we talk about emotional agility all the time. And that's another concept that's extremely easier said than done. But it does come into play when you may have the signs that kind of lead you to the final destination, but you kind of have to lean into the lessons that come along the way where there are going to be hurdles. It's not, even though you have the signs, it doesn't mean it's going to be a smooth no. ride. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I just We've wanted said, to point like, that out. I've said on here before that, um, there's like this analogy that again, maybe it was a guy that said it to me or something. I don't know, but like, uh, like probably a year or so ago, I was talking to Christy and I was like, you know, it feels like, you know, we think that we are writing the book, the, the story of our lives, that we're the ones writing it. And we know what comes next. We know what the story is. We already have it mapped out and we're writing it, but we're actually the ones reading it. Like mm-hmm. we didn't write it. We're reading it. And every, with every page, you could turn and be like, oh my, I did not see that coming. Like that is not what I would have expected or what I would have written. That wouldn't have been my choice for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's the story nonetheless. And I think that there's such a lesson of acceptance in that, in, in realizing that number one, because it's meant for you, doesn't mean it will be easy. And on the other hand, just because it's hard, doesn't mean it's not meant for Mm -hmm. you. Um, sometimes, like I say all the time, even like my marriage, like my, I've been with my husband for what year is it (laughs) coming up on 11 years. Um, so we are not that relationship that we just were like, we're just never fight. And we're just like, always like, it was just like always really easy for us. And like, I'm like, no, it was really, really hard. Like we didn't get engaged for eight years. And it was, there was a lot, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's, we are, we work really hard at making it work. And I, that doesn't mean that I don't think he's the one that for me or that I'm not supposed to be with him. I just know that I, I think even the things that are meant for you, require some struggle and some grit. Otherwise you're not going to appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And the universe knows that. So yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my husband and I didn't get engaged for like seven years. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and like our anniversary like, anniversary is coming up and I'm like, it's been 10 years. We've been married for two, but it's been same. <laughs> you know? we're, we're the exact same. We're coming up on, it was our two year wedding anniversary in September. And in this October, we'll be 11 years together. Yeah. So like, I'm like, I'm not going off of that anniversary. Like I will never be like, we've been ma- like, I would be like, how long have you been married? I'm like irrelevant. We've been together for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the wedding when it was. Oh, yeah. None of that makes it. Cause then you lose the credit of like all that work that you just put into it. Yeah. I'm like, and then people are like, Oh, you're newlyweds. I'm like, no, we're not newlyweds. We're not honey. But like I, <laughs> I've been living with him for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is not new. <laughs> um, I totally get that. Um, yeah, I, I also feel like I need to say this and it's, I don't know if it's kind of off topic a little bit, but, uh, it was kind of something we were talking about earlier, but we like, don't think that we're capable of so much more. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like sometimes even like my goals for myself are like limiting. Like it's, I'm, I'm thinking in like a smaller aspect um, or from like a smaller lens than what's really accomplished, like something I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where like the intuition too can help, right? Like intuition is kind of helping me expand my mind or expand mm-hmm. my mind into like what you can actually do, right? Mm-hmm. We tend to think small and, and, and that's could be like societal or just like programming. Like I remember, I still work a full-time job and my mm-hmm. goal is to do this, like do readings and workshops and mentors, like, like full-time. Mm-hmm. 
But like my goal was like, I'll only be a PT three days a week. <laughs> like, why don't I just say, oh no, I want to do this full time. You know? right. <laughs> but like right. my programming and I'm like, well, this seems accomplishable and safer and safer, which yeah. is, you know, in reality, what my guides are showing, what my intuition is, is, you know, showing me is like, no, you can do all of this. Right. Right. Um, so like, sometimes I, I think that we ourselves, I mean, we stop ourselves, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we stop ourselves by like not listening to our, our guts, like not listening or seeing the signs, you know, we are, we're almost like putting on blinders. Mm -hmm. The signs are coming. They're like hitting you, but you don't see it. Um, and then it's also because you don't trust yourself. Trust is a huge, huge key to intuition. Trust, you'll never, it's you'll never go anywhere. Oh my gosh, you are, I love, I mean. And it's a cycle because you have to trust it to, to listen to it the first time to then show yep. you that it was correct. It's so like a building. Like a, trust, a literal trust fall. Yeah. It's your own intuition. Be like, let's, fingers crossed. All right. right. Just one time, go with it. But then it's not as, I don't think that it's as scary the more you do it, because then once you do start to build the trust, you feel a little bit more confident. And that's, again, something that I've kind of started leaning into more just now in my life. And I think that it's, um, it's funny because I say this all the time, but how we hear these little catchphrases or like we see these motivational phrases or quotes or whatever, and we just brush them off as, you know, we're not we're not going to pay attention to them. But when it comes to, you know, how we've always, we always hear you can do anything that you put your mind to and people, they hear it, but then they still limit themselves. But it's true. Like you really can, like there was a thought, I listened to a podcast. This is just a quick aside, but I listened to a podcast about um, this girl who was around the same age as us. And she um, became a neuroscientist and got her PhD. And I just had this quick fleeting thought of, I could, totally get my PhD if I wanted to. Like I've never, ever thought that. I would never think that I'm capable of doing that. But I think that if I truly put my mind to it, I could do it. But but yeah, I think that with just going to your point of um, when you are opening yourself up to your intuition, it just opens you up to so many possibilities of greater things. Why would you not? It's kind of a no brainer. But I do understand the fear and the feeling of, you know, being unsafe, but, um, that is just something to look into. Yeah, definitely. I do want to say a couple of things. Yeah. Like, so, um, Katie, for you, I, so when you were talking about like PR and stuff, um, just, I mean, if you already don't know what they want me to tell you is like, that's, it is good. They're glad that you're going through with this, but you are not mental. You need to have your own job. Like your own. I know. Be a boss. Like yes. you can't work for someone else. I know <laughs> that in my soul. And I'm like, yeah. I've tried so many times to not. And that's why I said to Christy, I was like, this is what I've been saying the whole time. And it sounds so crazy. Not to you actually, because you're the one who told me. So it doesn't, <laughs> you, I'm so used to prefacing that, but I'm talking to the actual person who told me. So I don't need to say that. Um, when you told me to, I started school the same month that I had the reading with you that you told me to start the podcast, right? Because I got a reading with you for my birthday, which is in August. Yeah. We started the pod, we started recording in, in the end of August, September? but we, oh. like September, or August, but we didn't release until Thanksgiving or almost December because we wanted to be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was happening, it happened so easily for us mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like, even now, not saying that we have a huge following and everyone you know, for five of you listening. Um, no, but like it's, but it is like actually it went 
than we could have thought. Uh, the amount of like countries we hit, the amount of people that were listening. We had the girls from That's So Retrograde on. Oh, yeah. They said yes, like our first week, like literally the first week, we had seven followers on Instagram. And I just said, thank you for what you do in the space. We appreciate it. We would love to have you on one day. And they were like, let's book it. How about January? And I was like, what? Why would you even want to associate with the likes of us? Like, I'm so confused. I'm, I don't... And it just kept going and getting easier and easier. And every person we've reached out to, yourself included, it's like, yeah, I'm interested. And I'm like, why? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run with it. Um, and I said to Christy, I was like, I don't, my husband's going to murder me if he hears this, when he hears this. Maybe we'll cut just that part out. Then. I don't see, <laughs> no, it's coming, the part that he'll murder me for. I don't see myself actually working in PR. I can't see it. Like I don't envision, I can't see it. I'm doing, I refuse to not finish this time because I, I have an issue with not finishing. Like I said, things like I feel it so strongly. And then my gut's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, all right, never mind, Bye. <laughs> um, so this time I do want to finish it. But I said to Christy, I was like, but maybe somehow the podcast will work out before then. And I don't have to do it. Like, mm -hmm maybe we just, maybe this, because I've been saying to her the whole time that I know, and again, like this, it might sound, it's not from a place of um, like cockiness. Mm -hmm. I know that this will work. Like, I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if no one's listening now. It, it, this is, it's, it's working. Like it's happening. Mm -hmm. I see it very big picture and I'm, she laughs at me and she's like, but like no one cares. And I'm like, I know, but they will. <laughs> They will. Like, well, I, know I, I mean, I've, I think the more that we've done it though, like in the beginning, I was just kind of like, we're going to take it how it is. But now like I'm starting to feel more of like, even though we don't get a whole lot of feedback, I think that we are learning so much just doing it that it's right. like, it does make much more sense to me now. Like I, I can see it. And I even like thinking about my career, which is complete opposite of this. It's like, I'm, I work in veterinary medicine, so it's not even related in any sense, but I don't see myself doing that forever. You know, like I can only, I don't know. I, it's just part of that learning process of feeling my intuition and like what's meant for me. But um, the more that we do this, the more it does feel right being able to at least share our stories in general. So whether it's a podcast or not. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So I don't, I guess so. Yeah. You're probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> no, say, no, say it I, all. I think what you're learning is important. Like the PRs, I don't see you doing PR from what they're showing me. Um, so when I'm saying I don't, it's really them. Yeah. Right. Um, for people who don't know. Um, so, but the skills and the things you're learning are very important for this mm -hmm. for right. progression. Um, but yeah, you're not, you're not going I to work I, for I, anyone I else. It but yourself. And yes, I do see this, this, what they're showing me is a bigger, bigger, bigger picture, bigger platform. You're going to be going. And like, another thing they want me to tell you specifically is like, you're constantly like where you are right now, it's going to constantly be evolving. And that's important. Okay. You're not in a box. Don't put yourself in this box, right? You're creative. You have lots of talents and lots of things go with what you're feeling because they're, you're grabbing the tools that you need. That's mm -hmm. bringing you and carrying you. It's almost like you're filling right. up your car, right? You're filling up right. your car with all the goodies and it's bringing you onto this journey where you're supposed to be doing it and, uh, or what you're supposed to be doing. And this is, this is it. Right. Um, yeah, they're like, like stop worrying about what other people think about like whether or not you finish something or not. Like, you know, 
this is, you're being called to these things for a reason. Um, Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense because when I signed up for school, like I signed up before the reading with you, but then I started like probably a few weeks later because I started at the end of August. Um, and our reading was August 11th around my, either on my birthday or right around my birthday. Um, and when I was talking to Christy about it, it, the timing of it, I was like, I'm in classes. I took public speaking was the first class. I am in classes for PR, which is all communication based mm-hmm. Yes. and how to speak in public, how to perform, like how to get your message across clearly. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was like, worst case, this just helps the podcast. Like, and I mean, I've actually even said that on the podcast that I'm like this worst case scenario, this is just preparing me to be better and more efficient at what I'm actually trying to explain. And because my thing, which actually is what you told me in my reading, and you didn't know this, um, that I was Katie, uh, I'm supposed to be known as Katie who helps women. Mm-hmm. And that is what I felt from the moment I was born. I just don't know how. And that's why I was like Reiki, yoga. Mm-hmm. I was a personal trainer. I was like always trying to help people. I just was like without going to school because school is not my thing. And then right. I was like, maybe I just have to bite the bullet and do the school so that it can lead me to something because I felt like it was fear and like my own insecurity that was holding me back from even thinking that I could go to school. So I was like, maybe if I take that step, then it'll put me in alignment with what I'm meant to do. 100%. And it's, it's closing that door of that. Yeah. That fear, right. Mm -hmm. And that fear of like, um, yeah, like, can I go to, can I finish school? Can I not like, that'll be, you're going to do this. You're going to get it done. And then it's just going to catapult you. And, and you then, said March, 2023, yeah. you were, I wrote it down. I have a big thing. We've Christina been counting down the years. Day. <laughs> we're like, when is it going like, to happen? How much closer are we? Yeah. March, 2023, you were like, that's the thing. That's when it happens. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to you, it was like, like, I'm going to have a kid. And you're like, irrelevant. I don't know, but <laughs> something big. you were like, you're like, yeah, that maybe, or maybe not don't know, but this for sure is like, this is the thing. And I graduate December, 2022. So March, 2023 will be within three months of me finishing school and then into whatever. And I say that my goal is that we will be on a podcast network by then or have like our own real actual, either be part of a bigger platform or have our own platform. That's a little bit bigger by then. That would be great. But I see it. I mean, I definitely see it. It's- All right. Y'all heard it here. So just yeah. listen to us because we're going to blow up guys. Casey said, just gonna take some time. <laughs> and then for you. I'm so oh excited. yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> so I'm feeling, so I'm feeling a lot of, um, so I can see colors and, and things like that. Um, so what they're showing me, even before I came on the podcast today, um, I'm feeling a lot of energy blockage, okay, Mm. in your body, okay? Mm -hmm. I feel it a lot. I want to say like around, I'm pointing to like shoulders, throat, chest, heart, okay? I'm feeling a lot of like, almost like your hands are up. You're like, nope, don't come in. Um, And I even just see it physically too. Like, so I always talk about like when, when you do a reading with me, like I'll tap into your chakras, right? So if you think about those chakras there, like you're thinking about your throat chakra and your heart, right? So, um, and I'm seeing a lot of green, green is like associated with the heart chakra. Um, but I'm just feeling a lot of tightness, a lot of, um, yeah, blockages. And so what they're telling me right now is like, well, first and foremost, I always feel like I get this, but, um, just like try to open up the heart chakra, a lot of times I su- uh, my guides tell me to like go have people go into nature. 
okay? Mm -hmm. um, to allow, because nature is very soothing, right? It's connecting us to source. And so that feels very good for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then just like really um, doing some, getting some energy work or something done in this area. Like obviously you speak all the time, which is wonderful, but there's still things that are just like, you're holding back, okay? Mm -hmm. And so in both areas. And so, yeah. So like what ends up happening is if I'm a firm believer in, in energetically, if we have these things, it can manifest physically. That's like the last layer, right? So you say, I'm starting to feel, I almost feel a sword in me, yeah. right? Like it feels like a sword. Um, um, so yeah. So trying to do some energy work or like chest openers or things like that to like make you be vulnerable, Okay. Throat openers, like be as vulnerable as you can, which is seems scary, mm -hmm. right? But this will really help you, um, like moving forward, especially like finding a partner and things like that. And, um, just like really tapping into your gifts. Mm -hmm. okay? Um, and you said you were, you're, a, you're a vet, you said? I, I'm a veterinary nurse, but I work in surgery specifically. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, cause there's like a past life for, I was like, something with like medical is around you. That's why I was, no one can see it, but I was smiling when you were saying you worked in, in that field. Um, you definitely have some past life that's connected with like being a physician. So. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. You're, you're always, everything you've always been interested in is always like medical. I, yeah. I just have like, I've been fascinated. I mean, I think that kind of goes along with just even when we are talking about like spiritual things and emotional things of like how that relates to the human body and just like how that operates. It's all been interesting to me. Yeah. You were like, a like they're telling me you were um, like a male physician. Uh, it feels like very old. I'm really bad with time frames, um, <laughs> but very old school. Like I want to say like war times. Oh. Um, and so you were very good at, um, you were like the like kind of head honcho. You were like help healing like a lot. So like when swarms of people would come in from like war and things like that. Um, and so what you carry in this lifetime is it's um, obviously like the intrigue with like the medical field and things like that, but also like um, this masculinity. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and this like uh, what they're, they're saying stoic, like, you know, like um, mm -hmm. so just making sure too in this lifetime that you're um you're finding the feminine. Mm -hmm. You're like, and again, this is so feminine, this area, right? Mm -hmm. um, so tapping into that and finding the balance. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. No, I, now that I'm in such a new space in my life, just in general, like the, the past couple of years have been extremely eye-opening. So I think now would be a really good time to see what yeah. you see, hear what you're hearing. So I'm excited. In due time. Was like <laughs> I'll just like go into my approach so people understand. I yeah. will say like, I have, I, it's hard for me through like social media and things like that to really explain what I do. I mm -hmm. like, I'm a person, person. Yeah. So like, I think my, I'm such an old soul that like I go to post something on Instagram. I'm like a 90 year old woman. Like it takes four hours. It's supposed, mm -hmm. it's horrible. Like, and it's, it's really hard. not what I wanted. And it's just mm -hmm. like, whatever. so the intent is always there, but, um, I feel like, so what I do is with readings is I, what I say is I meditate on you beforehand. So I have these beautiful books. They're beautiful. Oh. Like 
um, journals. And my meditation is I sit, I tap into your energy and I start writing whatever your, it's called automatic writing. I write whatever I'm hearing, whatever your guides are trying to tell me. There's a lot of things like you can come into a reading and you can, um, I always leave time for questions. When people book with me, sometimes I'll be like, is there an area you want to start with? So, but regardless, you're going to get messaging from all over. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times too, sometimes past loved ones come in, sometimes they don't, you know, it depends on what you're coming in for energetically. Now I meditate on the person and then, you know, things like chakra stuff that we just did, past life stuff comes in, just general messaging. Um, I always give messages for the greatest good. Okay. I, it's, I mean, it doesn't mean it's all like rainbows and you know, ponies, like tell you some shit, but I'm not gonna be like, you're gonna die. (laughs) If I don't do that. Um, but I will address shadowy things or things that you need to work on. Um, and yeah. And I always start with like a grounding meditation because people come in very nervous. Like I'm so nervous. She's going to read my mind. She's going to know I didn't, you know, I I didn't clean the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I start with a grounding meditation and it's also energy work. Um, and then I get into the messaging and then I, anyone can ask me any questions. Um, and then I also pull cards. So I kind of do like everything. Um, that's my process. You know, it is important to, when you're choosing a reading, like somebody who's going to read you, it's important to really feel, I always say universal timing. You'll know when you need to get a reading done and you'll know if that person is for you. You want to make sure you feel safe with them. And I, I like this is how I am with, when I'm with my clients, like it's open. I'm, we're laughing. I'm sitting on my bed, you know, I have big clothes on, um, (laughs) you know, and so it's like, I, I'm here to make a safe space and it's important to find somebody you know, a lot of my mentors that I've gotten readings from, like I've gotten great readings. I've also got readings and I'm like, eh, it didn't work for me, but it had nothing to do with the person. It's just like, it wasn't the right timing or, you know, um, sometimes we go into a reading thinking that we want to hear something and it's going to be something else. But, um, yeah, it's, it's important to make sure you feel comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's also good to, when you're getting, cause I've been read by a million people of all different kinds of readings of sorts of and I think having a, a referral, like having somebody that has seen them that, you know, they're like, I had a great experience is a great sign. Um, and always like really helpful. And I hope that anyone listening to this, that's considering getting a reading with you, any of our audience members just know that number one, you just heard Casey say things. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably will be like, that sounds right. Uh, what she just said for multiple reasons. Um, I've already had a reading with you and it was great. And, uh, and Christy's going to, and Christy really doesn't book readings with anybody. So we, we can't mention enough, but I think so many times people equate people who are psychics, mediums, read tarot card readers, any Reiki healers as like scam artists or not having a real job or like wanting to like trick people for money like miss cleo style like that's what they think of who like wasn't even jamaican that's a whole other thing we should get into another day she faked that <laughs> accent but i think miss cleo really did a number on people and they really think like when they think of anything psychic that's what they think of mm-hmm. and it's um it's really not that like you are a literal like doctor of physical therapy by day like you're not scamming people on the street like this is a very real sometimes you just have a gift and 
I bet you more often than not, there's probably a lot of people that I think the audience knows that you don't even know that they have gifts because mm -hmm. they're your, your grocer, they're your doctor, they're your friend. You have no idea that they have premonition dreams every night or they see people or they, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Even like in our friend group, our best friend, Ray, uh, she and I both are sensitive mm -hmm. and we experience very different things. We see, mm -hmm. like she sees things. I don't like, she sees like fog. Like mm -hmm. she sees a distortion in the air often mm -hmm. and she also gets physical sensations. Like she can feel yeah. things like that other people are feeling. Um, so I just think, I think all that's interesting just to keep in mind that it's like, it's not as one in a million as you think, like you said, everyone kind of has these gifts and that you are somebody who's just an ex close to an expert in, and if not an expert and has really done the work and the time to hone these skills, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think that we, we covered a lot of ground. I talked to you guys for hours. I know. Oh, I know. so much to say. That I feel like I could, I could have even said. <laughs> no. Um, so before we wrap up, we just want to kind of end on a little bit of a lighthearted note. So we'll just ask you some unrelated questions to what we talked about, but just something to maybe just get a sense for, of you just personally. Yeah. yeah. So I know, I mean, I don't know how involved in pop culture you are, but Katie and I are very much involved in pop culture. If there was any celebrity that you could do a reading on, who would it be? Oh, so, oh, there's so many people. Okay. Um, first, okay. I have two people. Okay. Um, I'm not good with like rules. I have to like, oh, uh, so that's the okay. first person, like the first person I would want to interview, she's not really a celebrity. I don't, well, I'm, have you heard of Lacey Phillips? She does like to be magnetic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We felt, yeah, we, yes. She's not a celebrity, but I would love to read her side note. Somebody that you would know, you know, Stassi from. We met I, her. I have a picture with her. We met her. Yes. I love her. We love to read We stuff. love her. Mm -hmm. She, cause I, she, well, she's super into witches and stuff and I'm yep. There's a lot I would love to unpack with her. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's huge. Well, that's let's a great all, answer. Let's all manifest her coming on the podcast, and we'll get you on the podcast. Yeah. and we'll get us all. I think on we that. could we'll make just, it happen. 100. percent Yeah. Totally. I see it. I see yeah. It. We'll um, that out there. And then the other question would just be your because as two people who are trying to lean into listening to their body and what they need, what would you say your favorite way is to indulge in free time, just unapologetically, oh. no guilt. What do you like to do? What I love to do, <laughs> I, I love to binge watch mm -hmm. like anything on TV, um, anything. I mean, Netflix, yeah. uh, Hulu, you name it. I love to watch TV a lot. I would say the other thing that like is near and dear to my heart is like, I just love any form. I know this sounds weird, but like, I just love to move my body. So like any kind of exercise I find, I get very clear when I exercise. It could be like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's like another thing that's like my guilty pleasure is I just to like get on my Peloton or walk yeah. around the block or yeah. yoga, you know, anything I'll do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love to lounge. Oh, <laughs> love another to reason why you are a perfect guest because we <laughs> also love to lounge. I I'd say that's probably one of my favorite hobbies. So yeah, it's a perfect answer. Yeah. <laughs> my lounge clothes are like what I consider, like I would go out in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, after 2020, there is no difference. Yeah. There is exactly. no difference. Yeah. Comfort is now. Right now, above. I think this is technically a pajama set, like my shirt, but and it comes with matching, so nice. matching pants. We're both, wearing, yeah, we're all but, comfortable right now. Yeah. All right. And then we have one question that we ask everybody at the end of the podcast. Um, 
which is what is something about your former self that makes you say, I don't know her. So something you used to do, something you used to be really into, a behavior, anything that you're like, I literally would never do that now. Like, that's just not me. Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say the, the thing that comes to mind more often is when I was, yeah, when I was like younger, I was very, re- I would get very fiery and reactive because I was an empath and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't even, and I would get angry and like, especially if I was drinking, some of those times were really questionable. But yeah, but like, I look back on that now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like so thankful. I've done some work. I've yeah. done some work to like, not be like that. I mean, I'm so spicy, you know, I'm an Aries. Yeah. So oh, okay. But, um, but it's much more controllable. I feel like it would bottle up and I'd be like, Bleh! you know, <laughs> um, I have more communication for my emotions, which I'm so thankful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's something that, yeah, she, Christy and I were the same way. We got into a lot of, we fought other, other people. people. I'm thankful that we had those times, but at the yeah. same time, our lives are much more relaxed Thank now. God. So, yeah. you know, it's all for the better. But yeah. Casey, so, we yeah. have taken so much of your time, oh God, but we are eternally grateful for you coming on and talking to us and sharing so all great. of your knowledge and your story. So um, before we go, can you tell everybody just where they can find you, how they can work with you, book with you, everything? Sure. Um, I feel so like fancy now that you're doing this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and if you um, listen to so many podcasts, you're like, oh my God, today's the day where I plug myself. I yeah, can't believe I this know. is happening. Well, I always say, <laughs> I'll get, that's all right. I always say like, if someone asks me, my like morning routine, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. world, I'm successful. Mm-hmm. That's anyway. going to be on our second episode with you. That'll be <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you can find me um, on Instagram at underscore Casey Ray, C-A-S-E. Why? Wait, C-A-S-E-Y? Yes. <laughs> R-A-Y. Whoa. <laughs> Woo. Okay. And then I'm at Casey, um, I'm at uh, CaseyRay.com. And you can book with me on either like on my Instagram or you can book with me on my website. Awesome. And we're going to link you, uh, you know, we'll make sure that on the post we link you and we will definitely do some kind of a giveaway with you yes. of like anyone who's interested, um, to get a reading with Casey. So and just it'll gonna... be a one-on-one hour. With yeah. Me. Okay. okay. So we will, we're going to, we'll give you guys the details on social media and we'll come back um, and talk about it a little bit and, uh, give you guys, let you know how you can get in contact with Casey and get a free reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also, as always, follow us on Instagram at We Don't Know Her Pod. You could send us a DM about this episode if you want to get in contact with Casey. If you want to know more about our readings, Christy's soon to be reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also send us an email at We Don't Know Her Pod at gmail.com with any questions or if you want us to play your birthday party. You know how that goes. Thank you, Thank again, you again for being here. We loved it. And we're going to have you again soon when you're a new mom. Thank you so much. Yes. That was such fun. Thank you. Yes, um, thank no, we did you. too. And it was so great. And like, we really do have to have you on because it's going to be. Yeah, we need some updates. Absolutely. And there's so much we didn't even talk about. So yeah. I know. I yeah. know. I know. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm so excited to see what you guys have to do. Well, thank you. Thanks. We can't wait. Good yeah. luck with everything. Yeah, you're like our fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we'll All talk right. soon. Okay. Yes. Bye. Bye.